this is Sarah O'Connell Clater. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. And welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today our guest is Lynn Melicaro from the Dutchess County SPCA. And we're going to catch up on all the great things that they do there for our furry friends. Especially in this time of COVID. Especially in this time of COVID. And Jonah's going to ask, but I'm going to jump in because he was looking away, even though we're on the magic of Zoom. <laughs> the magic of Zoom. I, I'm going to ask you, Lynn, exactly what does the Dutchess County SPCA do for us in, in and around our community and for our furry friends? Because it stands for um, animals. Well, first, thanks for having me. Um, well, the Dutchess County SPCA, which is actually celebrating its 150th anniversary this year. Wow, congratulations. That's amazing. Happy birthday, SPCA. Um, uh, it started out um, in uh, the 1870s as a place to, for, as a haven for uh, lost or stray animals. Prior to that, they were just, if they were found, they were just killed. Um, and so a group of very determined uh, women started the SBCA. And there were, there were other SBCAs starting after that or all around the country. Uh, but this uh, SBCA, the Dutchess County, um, I believe was the second SBCA started in the United States. That's amazing. What um, exactly does SPCA stand for, for our listeners that may not know? We all know that it's about the animals, but what do the initials stand for? The acronym. Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. There you go. As the uh, organization grew throughout the decades, um, SBCA, uh, the Dutchess County SBCA, um, expanded its mission uh, to um, adopting out animals. Um, and uh, also, um, it was charted for uh, the enforcement of humane law in Dutchess County. It's the only animal welfare organization in the county that's charted to enforce humane law. So we rescue uh, animals from abuse and neglect, and we prosecute the offenders. Where are you located exactly? Physical. Where's your physical plant? So in Hyde Park, New York. Um, okay. Split Avenue. Uh, we've got a building that was uh, uh, a new building that was built in 2015 that houses our animal. And it's a, um, a very good facility, a very modern, progressive facility. No bars on the doors or anything. Really? It's a, um, it's a, a glass uh, um, uh, windows for the animals to see out of and, uh, and very spacious pods for the dogs and uh, uh, what they call cat condos for the cats. <laughs> that sounds pretty fancy. Sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, the, the traditional model of the SPCA uh, prior to COVID was to, uh, you know, offer animals up for adoptions, uh, not only dogs and cats, but other animals. Isn't that right? The occasional lizard? Uh, well, we have, we have uh, small mammals, guinea pigs, rabbits. Uh, right now we have four rats, which are really lovely. <laughs> oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, so we, we do. We also uh, adopt out uh, uh, small mammals. But how is thing? How have things changed in the time of COVID? Have you seen an increase in, in demand for at-home pets because everyone's stuck at home and they're kind of lonely? Well, yes, uh, we have seen uh, an increase in adoptions. 
but in addition to that, uh, um, COVID presented us with some special challenges. Um, we were worried that uh, if the staff got sick, uh, we wouldn't have enough people to take care of the animals. So we immediately implemented um, a foster emergency foster program. This is something that I had wanted to sort of roll out over the year and we ended up doing it in three weeks uh, and we got hundreds of animals into foster right away uh, so that in case the staff did come down with COVID, we would be able to um, um, uh, still have enough people to take care of the animals that were here and the other animals would be safe in people's homes. So this, would be a this would be a temporary placement uh, for the dogs to be given shelter and food uh, away from your general facility. And do people, when you say, well, we can bring them back now, say, no, 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 I want to keep them. You're allowed to keep them <laughs> full time? That did, that did happen. A lot of the uh, fosters did end up adopting their pets. But the most wonderful thing about it was because these pets were in homes and even pets with medical issues or behavioral issues, they thrived while they were in foster. And a lot of animals that might have spent a long time here ended up getting adopted right away, sometimes by the foster or sometimes by somebody who uh, you know fell in love with the animal when they spread the profile online, uh, and the animal was made much more highly adoptable because of the attention of the foster. So, Lynn, um, we're speaking to uh, Lynn from the Dutchess County SPCA. And how many animals do you have in residency usually? Um, and how many do you have right now? We have capacity uh, for uh, about 60 dogs and um, um, about 180 to 200 cats. Um, right now, most of our animals are still in foster because it was so successful that we're implementing that in a permanent basis. Uh, so we've got, um, at the moment at the shelter, we only have three or four dogs here. Other dogs are in foster. Uh, we've got about 60 cats in foster. <laughs> wow cats here. Okay. When you talk about people uh, fostering pets or wanting to adopt a pet in time of COVID, you know, eventually we're all going to get back to so-called normal and people are going back to, to work. Um, do you recommend to people what pets are good for people who work during the day or perhaps try to discourage them from having a pet if it's left alone at home? How do you work that out, Lynn? Uh, well, that's part of a, a larger change that uh, we brought about in the past uh, two years, uh, which is the idea of matchmaking. Um, yes, we do uh, vet carefully people who want to adopt our pets, not you know because we're you know nervous about giving pets to people, but because we want to make sure that the pet is a good match and will not be returned or the chances of being returned uh, are minimized. So we do ask things like how, how long are you gonna be out of the house every day? You know, what, what plans do you, would you have for taking care of this animal when you're gone? Do you travel a lot? Do you have uh, small children? Do you, you know, all kinds of uh, things like that. Because um, uh, the more we know about the adopter, we already know the animal. The more we know about the adopter, we can make sure that it's a match made in heaven. Um, oh, and we're going to find out. We're going to find out more about the great work of the Dutchess County SPCA from its terrific director, Lynn Melicaro, in just a moment. But first, Sarah O'Connell Clayton is going to tell us who keeps us sheltered, watered, and fed 
by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week. Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, and our newest sponsor, Hudson River Housing. Also by the featured Rotary Clubs of Brewster, Carmel, Clarkstown, Goshen Highland, Tide Park, Kingston, Liberty, Millbrook, Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. We'll be back with more Radio Rotary right after these important messages, so stay tuned. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to AAR Auctions. Tell your friends about us and please come back often. That's AARauctions.com. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America of Dutchess County and the Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Centers, the Mark Agency. Are you a veteran or a family member of a veteran? Is life a struggle at times? Do you feel lost or alone? Let our MHA veterans help you. Contact Anthony Kavoris at 473-2500. He and his team will do anything they can to assist you. MHA of Duchess, the leader in helping our heroes and their families. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111, or normanstaffing.com. Hi, I'm Krista Hines, Executive Director of Hudson River Housing, a local nonprofit dedicated to helping communities in the Mid-Hudson Valley thrive. We believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to live in safe and affordable housing. No matter what your housing concern may be, you can count on us for assistance. Maybe you're looking to buy your first home and don't know where to start, or possibly seeking an affordable apartment to rent for you and your family. Or perhaps you found yourself in need of safe and supportive shelter with a compassionate team committed to helping you overcome the challenges of homelessness. We're here to help every step of the way. Please visit us online at HudsonRiverHousing.org or call us today at 845-454-5176. Again, that number, 845-454-5176. Much is that dog in the window, <laughs> the one with the waggly tail. How much is that dog in the window? <laughs> I do hope that dog is for sale. Hello, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater. Welcome back to this segment of this edition of Radio Rotary. I am joined by the magic of Zoom by my co-host Jonah Trebosser. Hi there. And- Hi. Today, Jonah, we've been chatting with Lynn Melicaro from the Dutchess County SPCA, and we learned something very exciting. Um, they're, they're celebrating a big birthday. I believe they're 100 years old, Lynn? 150. 
150. Oh, I see. You know, Zoom is not flawless. Uh, it drops a little bit. So that detail got lost in the shuffle. I couldn't hear her. So 150 years old for the Dutchess County SPCA. Happy birthday. And also, Lynn, another interesting detail, and I'll turn the mic over to you. We are one of the oldest um, SPCAs in the country. Um, tell us about that. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, as far as um, we know, we uh, may be the second oldest um, SPCA in the country. There is a national organization called the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelties to Animals, the ASPCA, but your local SPCA is not a part of that. It's not like we're a chapter of that. Uh, every SPCA independent organization. So how do you run? How are you funded? Is it, um, you know, it's an agency? Are you a 501c3? Are you attached to the local governments? Give us a little bit of behind the curtain ad admin information. Because there's plenty of people who are against cruelty to animals, which is part of what the name stands for, SPCA, Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. So how do you make it happen? Well, I'm so glad you asked that because a lot of people do think that we're funded by the government and we're not. We are an independent 501c3, so we depend entirely on charitable contributions. We do have some municipal contracts with townships in Dutchess County to do their animal control for them. And What does that mean then? What does animal control mean for our listeners? control is uh, when a stray dog is uh, is running around the person who goes and catches it uh, a town may have uh, somebody affiliated with a police department whose job is to go out and get stray dogs or they uh, uh, the catcher the dog catcher the old dog warden. <laughs> yes it is, it's not the guy that used to run around in the our gang series you're right <laughs> with the big net and the truck <laughs> Um, yes, and, and the dogs are not brought to the pound. They're actually brought to the Dutchess County SPCA. Oh, uh, boy. For the most part. Uh, mo most of the townships use us to house their animals. So they're kept uh, in safety uh, on a stray hole so that we can try to locate the owner. And then if the owner is not located uh, uh, within the time limit, uh, the dog will be put up for adoption. All the dogs will get veterinary care to make sure they're healthy and, uh, and then they'll be put up for adoption. Well, I know Jonah has a question, but I want to go back to the medical and the vet care that you all also provide because that's very important. Jonah, you're on. Well, uh, I know we talked about uh, the fact that you offer up uh, dogs uh, for adoption and cats and other small mammals. What about big uh, animals? Do you ever deal with horses or cows? What about husbands or co-hosts on radio shows? <laughs> I'm untrainable. But no, seriously, what about horses or, or farm animals? We are in farm country. We um, well, I am. don't <laughs> out large animals, but because we are the only uh, animal welfare organization that enforces humane law, we do investigate neglect and abuse for farm animals. And actually, your, your investigators and agents are peace officers, are they not? They have the power of arrest and they can bring cases to court? That's right. And that's what we do. Uh, we've uh, uh, rescued a number of horses this past year. Uh, mostly horses, because Dutchess County has the second largest horse population in the state. Is that right? Uh, um, we, uh, we not surprising. That's not surprising. <laughs> There's more animals in Dutchess than there are people, perhaps. I know in my town there are. <laughs> so, Lynn, let, let's talk again about um, uh, how one goes about adopting an animal. Let's say, you know, somebody uh, 
uh, says, you know, I, I, I'm kind of lonely here, uh, you know, and uh, the kids are stuck at home and they're doing school online. I think a pet would be a great idea. How do they go about getting a pet from the Dutchess County SPCA? Well, the first thing you should do is go to our website, www.dcspca.org. Give us that one more time. DCSPCA.org. Well, folks at home, get a pencil and paper. We'll have our great guest, Lynn Malakar, repeat that in the second portion of the show. So after we go to the website, then when we do to adopt an animal. See all our available animals there, and you can also fill out an adoption application. And then due to COVID, we are not open every day. We're only open on weekends for walk-ins right now from on Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 4. But for the rest of the week, you can make an appointment. So if you fill out an application, one of our adoption counselors will call you back uh, and make an appointment for you to come and meet the animal that hopefully will be the love of your life. And do you have um, photographs and videos of the animals uh, to choose from? Photographs on the website, and uh, if you follow us on Facebook, uh, you can see uh, videos and photos for all of our animals. So you're able to get a preview um, of that. And so when I, I come in, I've been approved, I want to adopt a dog. What kind of background and what kind of health care, vet care, does that animal have? Um, have they received from your services before I take them home? Every animal is fully vaccinated, has been spayed or neutered, and has been microchipped. Now explain, microchipped. Yeah, explain wow. what that means, microchipped. Microchipping is very important. And, I, and uh, for anybody who has an animal, I highly recommend that you do this. Uh, if your animal is microchipped, it's a tiny rice-sized chip that's uh, inserted under the skin and can be scanned anywhere, any vet, any uh, um, 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 any shelter anywhere, any uh, uh, animal control officer can scan the animal and immediately get your information. So many animals have been reunited with owners that have, that have run away or have gotten lost, have been reunited with owners because of microchips. It's a lot better than a dog tag. It can't be pulled off and uh, in case an animal is stolen and that happens, uh, the microchip can't be uh, removed, so we, we can still find out, uh, you know, who that animal belongs to. Well, not just that the, the dog tag can fall off, but sometimes people forget to put the collar on or the dog runs out of the house without the collar on. And then it's a mystery as to where that dog belongs. Um, so it's well, a, and cats a, don't like to wear collars. So, right. you know, yeah, well, they don't. It's a fact. True. <laughs> cats especially, you know, we, we, we get a cat in here, uh, you know, it can't tell us where it came from and it might be a long way off from where it lived. And, and they wander, cats. Yeah, they get out. Right. An animal that's not microchipped has, unless the owner happens to come in and know that the animal is here, the animal's chances of being reunited with its owner are very slim. With a microchip, we can call the owner and say, hey, your cat's here. Yay! You know, we're going to find out more of the terrific work, uh, more about the terrific work of the Dutchess County Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals from their director, Lynn Milicaro, right after these messages, so stay tuned. There is always a reason to live. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of MHA of Dutchess County and the Mark Agency. Suicide impacts tens of thousands of people each year and is often the result of untreated depression. Do not let the stigma keep you from talking to your doctor. The Claudio Cares Foundation and MHA want everyone struggling with depression to know that we all have a reason to live. 
Don't be a statistic and don't leave your loved ones wondering what they should have or could have done. What is your reason to live? Call MHA at 473-2500. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank. Enriching. Hi, I'm Rotarian Susan Simon of Third Eye Associates. Rotarians devote themselves to caring for others. Sometimes we forget to care for ourselves, especially when it comes to planning for our future. At Third Eye Associates, we provide fee-only financial life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. ThirdEyeAssociates.com for more information or call us at 845-752-2216. That's 845-752-2216. Subscribe to the Radio Rotary Podcast and never miss an episode. We are on every popular podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe to the Radio Rotary Podcast today. Hello, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Radio Rotary, where my co-host Jonah Trebwasser and I have been chatting with Lynn Maricaro from the Dutchess County SPCA. SPCA as in animals, as in adoption, as in this time where we're all spending more time at home. I know that those numbers have risen quite a bit. Um, welcome back to the show, Lynn. We did want to um, recap a little bit about where you're located, the Dutchess County SPCA, your contact information, and um, my follow-up of the process of how you go through, I loved your term, matchmaking, your forever pet um, and finding a forever home for a furry, furry friend. Or like Jonah points out, sometimes you have lizards and things, so maybe they're not so furry, but <laughs> it's bringing something to love into your home and who loves you back. So me, me adopting Lynn, a lizard would match my personality, wouldn't it? <laughs> Lynn, welcome back. So you, well, you, you said it, I did. I, I'm, I'm the first to admit it. Lynn, you were talking about uh, how you go on your website, which is? www.dcspca.org. And folks, I'll get a pencil and paper. We'll have that repeated before the end of the show. So you go to the website and you look over the dogs or cats uh, or that are available and other uh, adoptable pets. And um, what's the next step after you look over the pets and say, gee, I, I really want that particular animal? Uh, if you click on the picture of the animal, it will bring you to our adoption application, which you can fill out online, and then one of our adoption counselors will contact you to come in and meet your potential pet. Um, uh, also, you can fill out a foster application there if you want, um, and you can also donate. Uh, we are uh, always in need uh, of uh, money, obviously, uh, and also goods, and there's a, there's a wish list there uh, if you want to donate goods. Because uh, you are a 501c3, are you not? Yes. 
And so you you operate uh, from uh, donations from the public and private sector. And also you depend a lot on volunteers, Lynn, correct? That's right. Yeah, especially these days, uh, we always need recruits for foster. And uh, we also are starting a comprehensive track new to return program in the spring. So we're recruiting for that. This is for people to help us track uh, feral cats or what they now call community cats, cats that belong to no one but are just living out there in the wild. Um, as you probably know, these cats are not meant to live out in the wild and they need help, but they are not domesticated enough to live in a home. So we trap them, vaccinate them, neuter them, and then return them and help people uh, set up managed colonies for them so that they can have warm housing and, and be fed. We actually had one of those, four, four of, um, three of my neighbors, the four homes took care of a cat. Somebody did get some shots at some point um, for George, who had a name, and a house was built, and everybody, and he made the route. Um, he was everybody's cat, but he'd been on his own for so long that, you know, he would never be a domestic cat inside out. But um, he was very loved, and, and he lived for 10 years. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, Lynn, uh, we said we've gone on the website, which again is? www.dcspca.org. And we've clicked on the photo of a pet that we think is adorable, and your counselor has contacted <laughs> us. And at some point, is there a there is an in-person meeting, even this time of COVID? Yes. Yeah. We're only doing by appointment Monday through Friday, though on Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 4, you can actually walk in uh, without an appointment if you just want to see the pets we have available. And assuming that you and the pet hit it off, uh, what are the formalities of the adoption? Uh, what are the costs? Uh, we do charge an adoption fee, and that covers the costs of having spayed and neutered the animal uh, and vaccinated it. Um, and uh, uh, so that can range anywhere from $35 for a senior cat or a special needs cat uh, up to $400 for a puppy. Uh, so there's a range uh, of, of, of fees, um, but we don't make money off those as just covering the expense of the, of the animal. Mm -hmm. And, and again, it's uh, a small price to pay for um, something that you can love and will love you back. So, Lynn, um, how long have you been with the Dutchess County SPCA and what got you into this kind of work? I started two years ago here um, and uh, I um, came over from uh, actually used to do not for profit management in the arts and in music in particular. Uh, but I, you know, I moved to uh, Dutchess County and um, I saw that uh, this place, they, they were looking for a new executive director. And I felt like I really had something to contribute because it, the place needed very good management. And I think that it had had a revolving door of leadership before that. And, and then the place had sort of suffered from that. Uh, so uh, the first thing I did when I got here was implement best practices for shelters and was able to increase uh, our live release rate uh, by about 20%. That's the that live release rate are the number of animals that come in the door uh, calculated with the number of animals that leave the, the, the shelter alive either through adoption or uh, through transfer or something like that. So um, uh, um, once that happened and once we, uh, you know, we felt satisfied that the animals were well taken care of and we got some wonderful experience, shelter people hired on the staff, uh, COVID struck. <laughs> uh, 
uh, and that sort of you know was you know, as, as, as much of a challenge to us as it was to, to, to anybody. Uh, so as I mentioned before, uh, we started putting a lot of the animals in foster to protect the animals and to also protect our staff just in case somebody on the staff became ill. I also realized that, you know, as SPCA uh, depends on the community for support because it is a 501c3 and, and, and depends on charitable donations, um, it's our job to try to help the community. So we set up a, a series of new programs to help the community, especially during time of COVID. These were programs I had always wanted to roll out, uh, you know, over the next year or two. We ended up having to do it all within a few weeks. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's what's happened to everybody, isn't it? Right. So, all the business models and operational models and workflows and just basically how you get it done. Some of, these, some of these programs, um, they're all designed to, to help the community. So we instituted safety net boarding in case somebody went into the hospital, for example, and needed a place to keep their pet. We established a network of pet food pantries for people who might be having trouble affording food for their animals. We set up a medical emergency repayment program uh, for people whose animals needed medical care and perhaps they were not in a position to afford it right now uh, so that they can pay back just a little bit Lots and lots and lots. The whole idea behind this was to uh, actually help as many families as we could keep their animals rather than having them to surrender here. And you're going to have to come back, Lynn, and tell us more because there's so much more to the story. Sadly, we're out of time. We have to wrap it up. We've got to we've got to shout out to our sponsors and everybody else that keeps us on the air. But Lynn, before you go, give us your website one more time. It's www.dcsbca.org. And thanks so much for having me. And thank you for being on Radio Rotary. And who do we have to thank Sarah O'Connell for sponsoring us this week? Well, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, the Mark Foundation, Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Community, Norman Staffing, Hudson River Housing, and by the featured Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Ramapo Valley, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffering while kill East Wappinger Falls and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell Plater, our producer Kathy Kruger, and our production director Randy Turner. This is Jonah Trebois thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, radiorotary.org. <laughs>